0: Thank you for coming back and joining me this morning here on Next on the Tee. We are brought to you today by the great folks over at the French Lick Resort, the PGA Tour Superstore, the Bobby Jones Company, Frogger Golf, and our new friends over at Orange Whip, makers of the Orange Whip Trainer. And, folks, if you haven't checked out The orange whip and you're looking for a great way to you know limber up before your round or improve your club head speed you really need to check out the orange whip it's uh you know starting to get cold outside and there isn't a better way to loosen up and get prepared for your round than by swinging the orange whip my father 73 years old plays five days a week he's using the orange whip to loosen up between or before rounds so please take a look at what a great training it is. and i you know i wouldn't tell you if it was if it wasn't if i wasn't using it myself so please go online and see for yourself orange whip trainer Dot com, And let me also say how much I love the new Bobby Jones fall apparel. Please go to BobbyJones.com and take a look at all their new arrivals. Plus, while you're on their site, you can watch playing lessons from Mr. Jones himself. Many of those lessons, folks, still hold true up to today. So, you know, they've got, they've got great golf shirts, sweaters, so soft and comfortable. They're going to keep you warm and both looking great and feeling great, whether you're in the office or out on the golf course. Go to BobbyJones.com to see for yourself how great their new apparel is. I'm your host, Chris Mascaro, and this morning I am excited to share two really great guests with you today. And first up is going to be Allen Edmonds CEO, Paul Grandgarden. You you know Allen Edmonds and their great line of dress, casual, and golf shoes made right here in America, in Wisconsin, since 1922. What you may not know is they also have a great line of sports-related gifts that I'm absolutely crazy about. And as we enter the holiday season, Allen Edmonds has some of the best gifts you could possibly give to the sports fan in your life. If you want to be a hero this holiday season, you need to go check it out for yourself. All the great things they've got available on AllenEdmonds.com and click on the gifts tab uh, right there at the top when you go to their site. Uh, We'll talk about that and so much more when Paul joins me here in just a few minutes. Following Paul, we'll get a return visit from our good friend and former PGA pro turned, you know, great instructor Dave Stockton, Jr. I'll talk to Dave about some of the great new projects that he's working on with Back 9 Greens. They're working together, folks, to create a scaled down replica of Augusta National over there in Augusta. So we'll talk about that. Plus, we'll talk about his memories of Arnold Palmer, get his thoughts on the Ryder Cup as well. We'll do all that more when Dave joins me a little bit later on in this half hour. So we're going to talk about some great products. We're going to hear about some great stories this morning. I'm so glad that you're here to take the journey with me over the next hour or so. And like I mentioned a moment ago, we are sponsored by the French Lick Resort, which is an absolutely spectacular place, folks. Their Pete Dye and Donald Ross design courses were ranked number one and number two in the state of Indiana by Golf Week. It was the site of last year's Senior PGA Championship, and they recently hosted the LPGA Legends Championship. Go to FrenchLick.com to see for yourself how great it is and to book your stay. And, you know, every week here, on next on the t we like to kick off the show by saluting the brave men and women serving in every branch of our military who are tuning in around the world on the armed forces radio network we want to thank all of you for the daily sacrifices that you and your families are making to protect our freedoms and our liberties we also want to thank our veterans out there for all that you and your families have done for us over the years it's through your strength and your efforts that our way of life continues to be possible Folks, if you happen to see a member of our military when you're out and about in your daily lives, wherever it is, in the grocery store, at a restaurant, at the airport, wherever you might be, please stop for a moment and tell them thank you. They are our true heroes. Our sincere thanks as well to Sean Cruz and all the wonderful folks over at the Armed Forces Radio Network. It is such an honor that Next on the T is a part of your network. You can find our show by going to armedforcesradionetwork.org. And I also want to continue to remind our veterans out there, please, Continue to check out globalvoiceforveterans.org. It's a great site. It's got a lot of news and articles and a wealth of information that is specifically geared towards our veterans out there. I'm sure you're going to find it both interesting to you and beneficial. Again, globalvoiceforveterans.org. And I also want to send out a big thank you to our good friends over at Podbean for making Next on the Tee one of their feature podcasts this week. We really appreciate your support and what you're doing to promote our show. It means a great deal to us. If you're listening to the show as a podcast, we hope you're doing it via the Podbean podcast app. On their podcast app, you can get instant updates for our new episodes here on the show. It's free. It has a lot of great features to let you easily discover, listen, and even publish your own podcast if you like. Whether you use an an Android phone or an iPhone, Podbean is, is an app that, you know, got all your podcasting needs on it. Please, Get the app now by going to Google Play or the Apple App Store so you can enjoy more of your favorite podcasts that you love. Hopefully that includes next on the T and our sister show Thursday Night Tailgate as well. Please go online. Find out all about it, podbean.com. All right, now back with me on the French Lick Resort guest line is Alan Edmonds, CEO Paul Grandgarden. Let me give you some more background on Paul, He earned his bachelor's degree at Stanford and his MBA at the University of Chicago, spent 19 years as an investment banker at Piper Jeffrey. He's been the uh, president and CEO of the Allen Edmonds Shoe Corporation for the last eight years, and when he took over as CEO back in 2008, they were on the verge of bankruptcy. So what a great turnaround story that Paul has led. There's so much more, though, to Allen Edmonds than just shoes. This time of year in particular, you know, I like to remind folks about their great accessories and gifts, you know, some of the coolest items you're going to find anywhere for the sports fan in your life, like the authentic – Fenway Park wood or, or Wrigley Field wood seats, you know that they've made into cufflinks. You got the Boston Garden parquet floor cufflinks or the Los Angeles Dodgers game-used uh, uniform wallet. You know, one of the one of the things that's been on my wish list for the last couple of years is a Three River Stadium, you know, seat cufflinks. You know, what a big uh, you know Pittsburgh, you know Pirates and Steelers fan that I am. Three River Stadium is you know, near and dear to my heart. Grew up watching games in that in that stadium. So folks, you need to go to allenedmonds.com and browse through all of their great sports gift items I mean, you know, go allen com. there's a there's a gift tab right there at the top click on that you're going to see so many great things you know for uh, the sports fan in your life but uh, let me stop making out my list for santa and welcome in their CEO Paul Grandguard back to the show. Good morning Paul it's great to have you back on the show. How have you been my friend?
1: I've been doing well. Thank you very much for having me Chris. It's great to be back with you and I just want to join you right off the bat and uh sending out my admiration and thanks to the men and women in the armed forces. They do a great job for us and we all owe them this incredible debt of gratitude, as you said. So
0: Absolutely just add, right. add thank my you
1: words me. to yours.
0: Please, thank you for that. So, Paul, going the last time that you and I spoke, you were telling me that, you know, Alan Edmonds employs about 700 people, all here in the U.S., which is up 100% from what it was, you know, six years ago. Talk about the commitment that you and Alan Edmonds has to, you know, you know making your shoes right here in America, being patriots, you know, which is very rare in the shoe industry.
1: Yeah, you know, I had a chance to speak at the University of Chicago this week about social responsibility in corporate America, and, and uh, you know, I'm pointing out that sometimes we get too wound up in the margins and really the most important thing for social responsibility is, are you committed to the people around you? Are you committed to your communities? Uh, A decision that was made in the 1980s and carried through uh, by my, one of my predecessors and the owner of the company at the time was to stay in Port Washington, Wisconsin and produce shoes in America when, most of the rest of the industry was going overseas less than 2% of the shoes that are made in the United States that are bought in the United States in a given year were made in the United States. The vast majority of shoes are imported. And most of them are imported from China or India. And, uh, and yet Alan Emmons decided to keep producing shoes in the United States. And uh, we're very proud of that. It's, um, is part of what makes us who we are. It's the most important part of what makes us who we are. part is also very American value. I think we make great shoes, but they're accessible in terms of their price. We always have something on sale. We've got a special offer for the military, uh, for active military people uh, to buy our shoes at a discount. We have the same offer for students coming out of school. So, you know, we we don't want to be a luxury brand. We don't want to be so upscale and so expensive that uh, people starting their careers or interviewing for the important first job coming out of college or coming out of the military can't afford to present themselves well with a great pair of shoes, a great belt. We now sell sport coats made in the u s a We're about to start selling business suits made in the u s a next year, so um, we're really committed to American manufacturing and to American values and the products that we present.
0: And, Paul, you know, this time of year, right, we, we're, we're just past, you know, Veterans Day last week, so, you know, and, and this is the time of year we like to honor our veterans for the tremendous sacrifices, you know, that they have made for us over the years. And for our listeners here on the Armed Forces Radio Network, I wanted to point out you got a great line of boots, the Normandy boots. Can you tell the story about what inspired you guys to make those boots?
1: Well, there was a fashion trend uh, a couple of years ago that was very retro, very heritage, and our design department came out with that boot using a uh, a leather that's called kudu leather. It's actually uh, not cowhide. It's it's antelope leather. It's very soft uh, and immediately broken in. And I looked at the boot, and we put this heritage sole on it that also was strong and, and kind of thick, and it, it also looked... Um, like it's been worn for a long time, and uh, I looked at that boot. And I said that reminds me of the paratrooper boots from World War II. And uh, so you know, the Normandy invasions saved Western Europe, or saved Europe, to save the world really from tyranny and and Nazism. And and I wanted to honor all the men in the greatest generation and the women who were a part of that. My parents included. So we called the boot the Normandy boot, and uh, it ended up last year. Boot season is just starting again. I'm sure it's going to do well again this year. It's, uh, it looks like and feels like when you put it on uh, a boot that's decades old, might have been in, in an Army trunk in the basement that, uh, like we had when I was a kid, my dad's old Army trunk. Um, and then you pull these boots out and you put them on. They're, they're fantastic looking and uh, really comfortable.
0: And, and one of the great things about, you know, you, Paul, and Alan Edmonds is you guys are getting inspirational ideas from people in everyday walks of life and our servicemen and women or veterans, you know, kind of, you know, submit ideas to you guys. Talk about, you know, some of the, you know, the outside influences from, you know, from, I guess, you, you know, uh, we lay people, right? Normal people that, uh, you know, present ideas to you guys and you and you take a look at those and you say, you know what, that's a great idea. We should make a shoot like that.
1: Yeah we get emails all the time from people who say, you know, I, I like this shoe, but I'd like it better if you had a rubber sole on the bottom of it. Cause in the winter, I, uh, you know, walk from grand central station to the office in New York or union station in Chicago, or I live in San Francisco and it rains a lot in the winter. So, so we've come out with a lot of our dress shoes, very best dress shoes that historically had only a leather sole. We've now got them with rubber soles on them, but there's, there's, sophisticated, eloquent, elegant-looking rubber soles so that, you know, they they fit the fashion look of a more uh, impressive dress. Um, And, you know, that's been a great influence for us. And it really came because customers were asking for it. And um, we've also had a lot of younger people say, your shoes seem heavy to me. Well, they really aren't, but I understand the perspective. If you've grown up wearing running shoes uh, your whole youth, you're going to think that, that a leather shoe with a leather sole on the bottom of it is is kind of heavy. So we've, we've come out with a collection we call the Road Warriors Collection, which we name after anybody who, and this happens to be uh, skewed towards younger people, but uh, anybody who spends their career, early part of their career, a lot of their time on the road. Uh, and so these shoes are really comfortable and have a rubber sole on them again, but this sole has got a lot of air in it so that it's very, very lightweight. They weigh a third as much as a regular leather dress shoe weighs, and uh, we were excited by how quickly people started buying the Road Warrior collection. We have wingtips, cap toes, plain toes. It's a, a very... Elegant look, but uh, at the same time very comfortable, very lightweight.
0: And Paul, I, like I mentioned in your intro, and we've talked about this before, but you know what a huge fan I am of your of your sports collection. Available in the gift section of AlanEdmonds.com. And as a kid from Pittsburgh, you know I love those Three River Stadium cufflinks. But as a Red Sox and a Celtics fan as well, you know the, the Fenway Park wood seat cufflinks, the Boston Garden parquet floor cufflinks and for Cub fans, you know, who are still celebrating their historic World Series victory. You've got a, a Wrigley Field wood seat cufflink and a, and a field seat pen as well. Remind our listeners about the rare sports gift items that, uh, that they can find on alanedmonds.com.
1: You know, we work with this company in San Francisco called uh, Tokens and Icons on those products. And then with another company called the Historic Pen Company. And, uh, you know, I love sports. I love history, and both of those things I think make incredible gift items for colleagues, for friends, for the men in your family, uh, or anybody who's a real fan of either history or of sports. So those, you know, when a stadium gets remodeled, even though it's so fantastic that Wrigley Field and Fenway Park are the same authentic selves, you know, benches need to be uh, replaced. Box seats have been switched to to hard plastic box seats over the years. And what they do with that old wood is they don't throw it in uh, landfills. Uh, They save it. And this company, Tokens and Icons, learned of that and figured out that uh, they could buy that wood and turn it into beautiful pieces of men's fashion so that we've got these cufflinks that are in the shape of a a diamond. And inside is a, a piece of Fenway Park seats. Fenway Parks are dark blue. You wouldn't know, actually, it's a piece of wood unless somebody asked you about them. Uh, the Wrigley Field ones are this rich color green. And so you sit with somebody at dinner in a business meeting and things turn to your private pursuits and things that you enjoy outside of work. And you point to your cufflinks and you say, I'm, I'm a Cubs fan. These are Wrigley Field cufflinks, and and it's a great conversation starter with anybody, especially since uh, so much of the country was thrilled to see the Cubs finally break the curse and win the World Series. I'm going to get a pair of Wrigley Field cufflinks this this year, uh, and then on the historic Penn side, when uh, yeah, when yeah, when you know the Trumans remodeled the White House, they took a lot of wood that had been around since Thomas Jefferson out of the flooring and the the walls of the White House uh, and replaced it with stronger, newer wood, but again, they didn't throw that wood away, so you can get a pen that is made out of the, the, the cylinder of the pen is made actually out of wood from the White House, from the home where Lee and Grant met in Appomattox for the surrender. You can get a pen from Independence Hall in Philadelphia, which has been remodeled, and you know, you're holding a piece of history in your hand and if you let your you know, you won't be sure about this, but you can imagine that maybe uh Thomas Jefferson actually walked the wood that you're uh you're holding in your hand now. So it's it's um again, a very special, thoughtful gift to give. We don't make them at Allen Edmonds. Uh we partner with these companies that, that make them. The Cufflinks, Wrigley Field, Three River Stadium cufflinks. I got to get, get you a pair of those, Chris. But uh, they uh, they're made in uh, sterling silver, so it's a very impressive presentation of your uh, favorite topic of conversation.
0: Yeah, and then and then you've also got the you know you got some pieces of uh, you know game worn uh, baseball uniforms that are made into wallets. You've got pieces of helmets from you know, Notre Dame and Michigan and, and, and teams like that as well, right? So it's not just it's not yeah. just wood. Right? You got all kinds of stuff.
1: No, we also have cuff links, since we're talking golf today, we got uh golf ball cuff links where the balls have been pulled out of the uh, T P C sawgrass, the water around the seventeenth green. So you can imagine, you know, Sergio Garcia bunted that one into the water maybe. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> <it's>, uh, <laughs> I've stood on that I know what it's like to hit it into the water from there. Maybe one of us actually golf ball I hit it into the water. I don't know. <laughs> That's
0: great. Yeah. Paul, and then, you know, get back to you know some of the shoes that you know you guys have available as well. And you know, it, you know, holiday collection, right? We're getting into the holiday season. You know, I love the jingle bell mock wingtip oxfords that you have. The the Rudolph cap toe oxford shoes as well talk about talk about the holiday collection and your other casual shoes as well
1: well we like to have fun as well as making the best business shoes in america at least the best for for a fair price uh that's for sure um but uh you know for the holidays it, it's great to go to a party with something a little different that uh, puts spirit into the room and makes people laugh so um i've been wearing the, my jingle bell mock you know we coined that term after the famous Jingle Bell Rock song and uh, these are wingtips with a red toe and then green behind them. They're red and green wingtips and we're selling them right now for 199 bucks. It's just <laughs> a great shoe to put under a, a, a pair of flannel pants that you might wear with a blue blazer and your, your usual holiday tie to uh, whether it's church services on Christmas Eve or or, uh, you know, the family get-together, the great shoes. And then this year, for the first time, we've taken one of our best-selling business casual shoes called the Strandmuck, which is a cap toe with a lot of uh, design on it. And um, it's brown. It's made out of cowhide. It's a rugged-looking but still uh, uh, businessy shoe. And we, we made the cap toe on it red. And so it's red and brown behind it. So we uh, called it the Rudolph for the red-nosed reindeer. And and those are actually selling better than the red and green ones this year. So, in fact, just yesterday, I was with a young guy who works for the Minnesota Timberwolves in their sales area. Very impressive young man, uh, about 28, 29, 30 years old. And uh, he was, uh, I I offered to get him a pair of good business shoes because when I met with him, uh, for a business meeting, I was a little surprised that he he didn't have shoes that that were fitting for his personality and the importance of his job and the, the, the way he presented the rest of himself. So I wanted to get him some of our shoes. He's an opinion leader, and I brought him to the store, and he went straight for the Rudolphs, and uh, I gave him a pair of shoes, but he bought the Rudolph pair for himself, and it was fun to watch him walk up to the mirror, look at himself in the mirror was like a scene out of a movie His back kind of straightened up. He turned to the side, he smiled. And uh, so I guess he's going to wear those shoes all year round. They're not just going to be his holiday shoes. The red isn't that loud. So you can do that. It's just a cool look.
0: So Paul, let's, let's talk a little golf shoes and, and, you know, boy, you know, those Fort Worth golf shoes that you guys have remind me so much of the shoes that Gary player, Used to wear back in the day, a really classic look to the golf shoe. Talk about some of the golf shoes you guys have available.
1: Yeah, we have uh, two kinds of golf shoes. We have the traditional kind of golf shoe, and the Fort Worth is is exactly that shoe. It's the shoe I was I wore both kinds this summer. We have a spikeless shoe that we do with Jack Nicklaus, uh, and those are all named after golf courses that Jack designed. And I wore the Renegade, which is Got some running shoe attributes to it, also some mesh for breathing. I wore it all summer, but it's gotten a little cooler here in the Upper Midwest over the last few weeks, and I started. Uh, I went back to the what we call our honors collection shoes, which are you know, leather-bottom shoes with a regular dress shoe look uh, and uh, soft spikes on them. And I wore the uh, Fort Worth. Uh, the last few weeks of the season here. And, uh, I, my last round was last weekend and my last hole, I birdied in those shoes. And I'll tell you, there's a different feeling between spikeless golf shoes and shoes with a heel. It's a matter of taste, which one you like. But when I put those traditional golf shoes back on for the first time in quite a while, it was like going home for me. It was, uh, it felt so great, and my swing suddenly calmed down, and uh, I played better in them, too. So uh, <laughs> don't, don't forget about the uh, the good-looking old leather-bottom golf shoes with a heel on them. Those things, they made Jack Nicklaus great, or actually Jack Nicklaus was great in them. Arnold Palmer was great in them. Gary Player was great in them. You can play great golf wearing those kind of shoes. Phil Mickelson still wears them. He, uh, if you watch... The kind of golf shoes he wear he hasn't gone to a, a skateboard type shoe or a bowling shoe look he's stayed true to the really good looking dress shoes so it's that kind of shoe is great
0: yeah no i mean i i love that four weight uh fort worth uh golf shoe like i say you know it's you know, Gary Player, Mr. Player has become, you know, very important to us here on the show. We've, we've been blessed to have him on the show several times, and, and uh, I just, you know, that's the classic look that I remember Mr. Player wearing all the time with the all black and then, you know, those, uh, those Fort Worth-style golf shoes. It's, uh, it, is, it, it is a great look, you know, and so much today, right? We're all, we're all talking about retro and, and all that sort of thing. When you, when you put, look at those golf shoes, you think, boy, that's, that's, that's golf, right? That's golf in the 60s and the 70s.
1: Well, there's a there's a reason they use the word classic for things, you know, the classic endures and that stays great for a long time. And those shoes just are classic. And Gary players looks great in them. And so do other people, younger people, too. It's just a great look.
0: Paul, we spent, you know, a lot of time here talking about shoes, and you alluded to this earlier when you were talking about some new things that uh, you're going to be doing from a, in the, from a clothing perspective, right? Getting cold outside, like you just mentioned a moment ago, and you guys have a, a full line of clothes from shirts to sweaters to jeans to pants that, you know, the people can find on allenedmonds.com. Talk about your, you know, your V-neck and your quarter zip sweaters and, and uh, some of the other things that, uh, that we can put on to keep warm out on the golf course as, uh, as like I say, as the temperatures turned colder.
1: You know, we uh, we decided a few years ago that our customers are so important to us, and they trust us uh, to find that sweet spot between uh, looking good and trying too hard. And um, <laughs> we, uh, you know, a lot of fashion companies want to push you into the trying too hard category, and it's usually a buddy of yours or maybe somebody you don't know very well who who lets you know that it's not working for you. So. Uh, you know, we know where that borderline is and and we decided we'd go into uh, fashion clothing as well mostly on the business casual side we have these great sweaters made out of unbelievable uh, yarns and and uh, both cotton sweaters as well as merino wool sweaters we have v necks crew necks we have quarter zip with a leather little leather tab on the sweaters we have these great looking Shirts that you can wear with a sport coat, or you can wear when you're just uh, going without anything other than your shirt on top, because they've got beautiful patterns in them. You now, I I hired a guy a few years ago by the name of Ini Iyamba. Ini was born in Nigeria and came to the United States in his early teens, and and um, he's an American citizen. He's a great great guy. And he's he's been a fashion model himself. But he's also got a great eye for, uh, again, that borderline uh, between uh, looking good and trying too hard. So he uh, he does all of our uh, sourcing of all of our product in the apparel area, and he does an absolute great job. One of the things that we do that I'm most proud of is we've brought back Sherling coats. And, again, back to this idea that we want to be accessible, Sherling coats, out, outdoor coats, winter coats, uh, fall coats, you know those things are often several thousand dollars when you buy them someplace else, and we have ours made in New York, and uh, they're really great looking coats, and we don 't sell them for those kinds of prices they're expensive i don't want to give anybody the wrong impression they're not expensive, but they're a thousand dollars less than you pay for that coat from somebody else and it's it's just a really i have got one that I really like right now that it uh, it's blue leather on the outside with some brown leather touches and then this kind of light brown shirling on the inside. It looks a little bit like the Marl- Marlboro Man coat. It's a, it's a great casual outdoor coat for a football game or getting around in the winter.
0: And, Paul, you know, kind of put a finishing touch, if you will, on, uh, you know, on the ensemble that you guys have to offer. I'm, I'm a big fan as well of that pub cap that you have looks perfect, you know, for, for golfers, you know, keep our heads warm when we're out on the golf course during the winter months. Talk about some of the finishing touches that you guys have available in your caps and your gloves.
1: Yeah, we've gone to, uh, you know, you want to have the right thing on the top of your head when you're out golfing, that's for sure. So we have these great uh, baseball caps that are actually made out of, out of Scottish wool. They're really warm. And uh, some of them have ear flaps that you can pull down if it's especially cold and pull the flaps over your ears. And, you know, when, when you play golf in the, in the fall and the winter in, in southern parts of the United States, you know, you got a really low sun. So just putting on a stocking cap, it can get in the way of, you know, not having some sun protection for your face and also for your eyes. So it's, it's great to have a, a brim on that cap. That's still keeping you warm. That uh, is more like a baseball cap or a golf cap um, when you're out playing golf in colder weather. We have great gloves. I wouldn't wear any of them playing golf. We don't have uh, winter golf gloves that we sell, but we have uh, we have great gloves for being outside and and uh, keeping your fingers warm. They have iPhone capability, so you don't have to take your uh, gloves off to work your your cell phone. You you can uh, it's got connectivity right in the tip of the finger, so you can work your cell phone the same way with your gloves on. You know, we just we're trying to make sure that when a man walks into our store, or maybe his significant other walks into our store looking for a gift, that there's a lot of stuff there that uh, people are interested in. Uh, in addition to leading as we do with some of the best shoes in the world at accessible pricing for an American democracy.
0: So, Paul, before we let you go, besides AllenEdmonds.com, where can people find Allen Edmonds Shoes and Apparel?
1: Well, we just opened our 70th store in the United States, so uh, we've got stores coast to coast in all the major cities now, um, with the exception of Portland, Oregon, coming to Portland soon. But we have uh, stores all over the United States, And you'll find us there, and you can also buy us in Nordstrom department stores um, and uh, a couple other of the big department stores around the country. So, uh, you know, if you go into a mall and you see a higher-end men's fashion clothing uh, department store, or if you look on the the, uh, list of locations, you might find Allen Edmonds, uh, in, their, in our own store. So I encourage you to come in, and please tell the people you're with the Armed Forces. Uh, we'll take good care of you. We care deeply about serving the men and women of the Armed Forces who serve us.
0: Thank you so much for that, Paul. Remind our listeners one one last time, Paul, how can they follow you and follow Alan Edmonds as well over social media?
1: Oh, well, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. Just uh, Google Alan Edmonds, A-L-L-E-N. Edmonds, and uh, you'll find us all over the place. You will, you won't be able to get away from us after a while. And do me a favor, read my blog every now and then. There's a a thing that says CEO blog, and and my uh, my family is, you know, reading it for me. But uh, it'd be great to have some other people read it. and, And feel free to send me an email. I'd love to hear from people.
0: Ah, that's great. Thank you so much, Paul, for for your time this morning for the things that you're doing to to make it a little easier for people to you know to get great looking shoes and and you know clothes and and obviously the gifts that are on there that uh, as well and uh, for what you're doing uh, to help our uh, our folks in the military you know get get a little bit easier of a time to Get great shoes, great boots, and uh, and all the great clothing items that you guys have as well. It's been a uh, a blessing having you back on the show again today. I hope you'll come back again real soon to you know keep us updated on all the great things you're doing. I always love having you part of the show.
1: Chris, thank you very much. I want to wish you and your family a very happy Thanksgiving and happy Thanksgiving to all the of your listeners. Uh, we're thankful for them here in our home. That's for sure.
0: Thank you very much, Paul. Same to you and yours. Look forward to the opportunity, hopefully, to catch up with you again real soon in between now and then. All the best to you and your family, my friend.
1: Thank you, my friend. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: Bye. That's Paul Grandgard, CEO of Allen Edmonds. And, folks, again, Allen Edmonds, A-L-L-E-N. So, you know, that's how they spell Allen and Edmonds. is E-D-M-O-N-D-S, allenedmonds.com. Great stuff, great shoes, great clothes, and I'm telling you what, you've got to check out the gifts now. That stuff is absolutely outstanding. You know, boy, not only from the cufflinks to the pens to everything else that they have and then the golf shoes. I'm telling you, those golf shoes are absolutely spectacular looking. Those Fort Worth golf shoes, man. You know, again, we've been blessed to have Gary Player on this show multiple times. Those things are very reminiscent to what Mr. Player used to wear. So great shoes, great clothes, great gifts. And Paul Grangard's a great guy as well. So alanedmonds.com, check it out online. All right, before we get to my next guest, Dave Stockton, Jr., I want to give a shout-out to our friends over at the Bobby Jones Company, folks. You know, cold, damp, windy days, right? Game changers when you're out playing and that sort of thing. And you can't beat, you know, you can't beat the odds you know, any better than with uh, putting on Bobby Jones layers. And you know, They've got a great line of quarter-zip pullovers and soft sweaters. Check out all their great styles at bobbyjones.com. And while you're on their site, click on the equipment link to see their great line of drivers, Fairway Woods and Hybrids, designed by one of the game's most influential equipment designers, Mr. Jesse Ortiz. You know, Jesse, like his father, Lou, and and, and Bobby Jones himself, right? Jesse has a passion for golf and golf club design. You remember his great tri-metal Fairway Woods from his days at Olimar. Well, now he's putting his creativity and innovative designs to work, creating great golf equipment for the Bobby Jones Company. Check it out online by going to the Equipment tab, on bobbyjones.com and we're going directly to bobbyjonesclubs.com and I also want to give a shout out to one of our new sponsors at the Orange Whip Trainer let's hear a word from our friends over at Orange Whip
1: Why does every golfer need an Orange Whip Trainer? Because it works Feel what it's like to swing like the pros The Orange Whip is used by over 300 PGA, LPGA and Champions Tour players it was voted the number one teaching and training aid by both PGA.com and the Golf Range Association of America. And it's the top swing trainer of PGA and LPGA members. It's also handcrafted in the USA with all American parts. Visit orangewhiptrainer.com to learn more.
0: Yeah, it really is a great training aid, folks. Help loosen you up, improve your swing speed and all that sort of thing. So please, go online and check it out for yourself. Orangewhiptrainer.com. All right, we'll get to my next guest, Dave Stockton, Jr., on the other side of the station, of this station identification.
1: You're listening to Next on the Tee with Chris Mascaro, heard around the world on the Armed Forces Radio Network.
0: And now back with me in making his sixth appearance with me on the French Lick Resort guest line is Dave Stockton, Jr. Let me remind you about Dave's background. He's from Redlands, California. Like his father and grandfather, he was an All-American golfer at the University of Southern California. Joined the then-Nike Tour, now the Nationwide Tour, back in 1993 and won twice during his rookie season at the Nike Connecticut Open and the Nike Hawkeye Open. He went through Q School in 1994 and earned his tour card, finishing 96th on the PGA Tour money list that year. Had two third-place finishes that year, plus another top-ten finish as well. From 1993 to 2006, he had six top ten finishes out on the uh, Web.com Tour, 13 top ten finishes on the PGA Tour. Following his days out on tour, he spent a couple of years as a commentator for the USA Network. He's now one of the top instructors anywhere on the planet. And uh, when he's not helping others improve their golf games, he's hunting with his dad and his son. And I am privileged to have him back and next on the tee again with me this morning. Good morning, Dave. How are you, my friend? I'm doing good, Chris. How are you? Ah, fantastic! Thank you. So, Dave, biggest question, uh, you know, of the day, right? For today, USC UCLA tonight, and then you got Notre (laughs) Dame next week. So, you know, your boys have won six in a row, including a huge win last week, right, over number four Washington. So, can your boys run the table and uh, maybe get a little bit of help from Washington State or Utah and catch Colorado in the uh, Big Twelve South Division?
2: Well, we need a lot of help in that department. I do think, I do believe we'll win the next two games. I think we're just playing the best football we've played all season and we continue to uh, learn. I mean, they're still learning and they're young, but um, I think that, uh, you know, college football is all about getting on getting on a roll and they're definitely on one right now. I'm not sure they're going to catch, you know, uh, Colorado and, and Utah are both ahead of them and need a lot of help there. But if they went out, it's a heck of a season after starting one and three.
0: So, Dave, you know, uh, you're, you're a great follow out there on Twitter. And for our listeners, you can follow <laughs> Dave at DSJR1, and his, his tweets are a lot of fun. You've got to go check it out. And, Dave, I, you know, one of the things that I saw lately on, on your Twitter feed is you're working with Back Nine Greens to design a, uh, a replica of Augusta National over in Augusta. So talk about what's yeah. that project all about
2: yeah it's a this is really neat um you know i I researched the the synthetic turf companies and um I found the, the best one out there is this back nine greens company, and I got to know the owner Dominic Nappy, and we became friends and um just I knew it was something you know with my dad and I specializing in in short game and putting, what a great pairing and Dominic jumped in all on it. He thought it would be great to have my dad and I be a part of, uh, the, his company. And we brought this, this client who, um, has a really nice place Well, you saw, probably saw the picture on Twitter of the, of the ground. We were laying it out yesterday and, um, we're going to design a nine hole putting and chipping, uh, complex in his backyard. And, uh, It's going to be fantastic. Probably heading back there the week after Thanksgiving for about three days to shape it and and get it going, and so they just lay the turf down. It'll be ready. Um, We want to get it done before it gets too cold, but um, we're going to have LED lights in the cups. And and the week of the Masters, my dad and I always go uh, and do corporate stuff uh, uh, that whole week. We go there not necessarily to work with our players, but we go there to uh, do the corporate stuff at night. And, um, uh, this is a place we'll be, uh, conducting clinics for the corporations each night and, you know, giving lessons and just, it's going to be, there'll be a lot of fun, uh, contest to be had for sure. And, uh, looking forward to that, uh, the week of Augusta this coming year.
0: So is that a place that's going to be, you know, open to the public to check out or is that, you know, as you said, it's in someone's backyard. Is that yeah, something that's, it, uh, that's private? It, it,
2: I know I had some people on Twitter ask me, hey, can I go see it? And it, it's a private residence. So, um, you know, one of the ones you can see that, that my dad and I uh, were a part of was to the right of 14 on Pebble Beach. A uh, gentleman had us come in and, and design his backyard. And <clears throat> it's, it's really turned out great. I mean, he's got, it's, a, it's just a, it's an adult playground. The kids obviously can have fun there, too, chipping and putting. And, and you know, this, this one at Augusta will be, you know, strictly just the people that are invited to be there. It's not uh, not going to be open to the public, unfortunately.
0: One of the other things that uh, I saw that you and your dad are endorsing is, is a new training aid called the Flex Putter, which looks similar to me, if you will, like a cross between like a Medicus Club and the old bull, uh, bullseye-style putter. Can you talk about what the Flex Putter is?
2: Yeah, um it's it's a it's it's it really goes along with what we teach where we don't flip our hands at the ball and we stay solid through with the back of you know, your lead hand leading through. Uh so it's not a release, it's just more of a brush stroke and this shaft is is very flexible. Um and the head that we have on the, the club now that we like to use, they started with a bullseye style head. Um and now we've gone to more of an answer style. Um we just did a uh, <clears throat> a video shoot for the company um, two days ago, right before we flew back to Augusta, um, out at Madison Club, and um, it turned out great. And I'm looking forward to seeing the finished product. But it, it really, um, we we've we've had players on tour uh, look at it. They really like what it does, and it helps to really have a smooth transition, great tempo in the stroke. Um, and, uh, it, you know, as you know, my dad and I, we don't, we don't endorse a lot of products, and we, we've never been big on uh, training aids, so to speak, more, more old-school approach. But this is something we felt wholeheartedly was absolutely a, a positive uh, step towards having a, a real smooth and, and consistent stroke each time.
0: And it's, it's interesting to me, Dave, and Sean McKeel has, uh, you know, been on the show several times, and he was mm-hmm. talking about earlier this year that he had gone back to the old bullseye, you know, style putter to help you know, help him improve his putting stroke and striking of the golf ball through, through the putting stroke. And, and, and I don't know, once upon a time, you know, the bullseye putter, you know, was sort of all the rage. and my my father's got a couple. i I certainly remember you know Tom Kite using it for many years, particularly you know during the eighty six masters. You know, but you've got to be very precise with where you strike, you know the ball on the putter face with the old bull'seye style putter. is that a good is that a good thing to kind of go back to as you you know as you kind of look at, you know, if you're having a problem with, you know, striking the putter, you know, striking the ball more on whether it's on the heel or out on the you know, on the toe of the putter, is is that become something that, you know, guys are starting to look back to and saying, you know what? Hey, to improve my putting stroke and the strike of the golf ball through my putting stroke, mm-hmm. you know, boy, this this bullseye putter may be something I need to try again.
2: Well for, for guys like Sean, who's more more my age, you know, late 40s, uh, we still have bullseye putters. <laughs> a lot of the <laughs> younger kids, a lot of the younger people go, bullseye putter, what is that? So, um, absolutely, <laughs> it was something I know that uh, uh, to, it definitely it was something that people would always revert back to if their stroke was off to help them get back to hitting it, uh, make, making better contact, more in the center of the face. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that. I haven't done that in uh, for years, but it's definitely something that uh would help you get get back to catching it the way you want to catch it each time.
0: And Dave, you know for the, for the last several weeks here on the show, we you know, I've been talking with my guests about their memories of Arnold Palmer. Your father played out on tour against Mr. Palmer for many years. You know, one of your father's two PGA Championship victories actually came over Mr. Palmer in the 1970 Mm -hmm. uh, PGA Championship, played over there at Southern Hills Country Club. Curious to get your memories of Mr. Palmer when you first met him and, uh, you know, maybe some of the favorite memories you have of being around Mr. Palmer.
3: Well,
2: yeah, um, it was sad to, to that he's passed, um, so many great memories and, you know, he did more for the tour than anybody. Um, you know, having grown up on tour as a, uh, so-called tour brat as us kids grew up calling, you know, we were called, uh, each summer being on the road and, uh, you know, probably earliest recollection of, of Mr. Palmer would be, uh, uh, in the late seventies, um, you know, the Bob Hope desert classic here, uh, where he won, what, five times? How many times he won it? Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, and it just, every time I met him, like everybody says, you know, he'd look you in the eye and he'd make you feel like you were the only person in the room and, and just was honest, he looked interested in hearing what you had to say. It was just, uh, he had that ability to do that that no one else I've ever seen have. I mean, it just – and how he could do that with every single person, um, you know, is just just amazing, and it's a testament to the, the amazing person that he was. Um, and, yeah, you know, my dad's first PGA win in 70 at, at Southern Hills was against Mr. Palmer. And, uh, you know, my dad's line is that, yeah, I would have completed Arnold his Grand Slam. He would have had the Grand Slam. But uh, he'd already won a lot of majors, and this would have been my dad's first, and it, w- it meant a lot more to my dad than it would have meant to Palmer. That's what my dad's line was because <laughs> <laughs> he already had enough majors. But, uh, you know, they had a heck of a battle, and, you know, my dad came out on top, and, um, you know, he's the benchmark for how every tour player should. If if more tour players, uh, you really can't. I mean, he they broke the mold when he was. Uh, when he came out and who he was as a person, but uh, you know, if more players could take his the way he carried himself uh, in life, not just on the golf course, but in life, um, the tour is in a great place now. But it, it'd be even better, obviously. Um,
0: and just to give people an idea of you know how much things have changed money-wise out on the tour, when uh, when Dave's father won the 1970 PGA, the winner's share was forty thousand dollars. When Jimmy Walker won it this past year, his check was 1.8 million dollars. So just a little bit of uh, change in the winner's share since uh, since 1970.
2: Yeah, that, that but Dave, I wanted his his win. He made more than my dad made uh, than his whole 27 year career with 10 wins and two majors. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Pretty crazy. The mo- the mo- yeah, the money has certainly changed over the years. Dave also wanted to get your thoughts on on this year's Ryder Cup victory, in particular the singles match between Phil Mickelson and Sergio Garcia. And you've worked with Phil on his putting over the years, and, and you know, and that match, you know you know it may have been you know the bet, the best putting performance of Phil's career, but you know you know perhaps as well the greatest match in, in Ryder Cup history, with 19 birdies being made between he and and Sergio Garcia. What did you think about as you were watching that match unfold?
2: Well, I saw two guys turn the clock back. Um, you know, they played. They played like kids, uh, like like the early in their career, instead of where they are in, their, in the fall of their career. And it was just amazing to watch the, the, the punches being thrown at each other back and forth. Um, you know, my dad and I haven't worked with Phil in, in quite a while, but uh, you know, he rolled it unbelievable, and I think. Even more amazing was, you know, after what he said earlier in the week, he had a ton of pressure on himself, and to go out and play that match when he had to, um, when it, the amount of pressure alone playing in the Master in the in the Ryder Cup is uh, is more than you'll have in any event you'll ever play. On top of that, the things that he said earlier in the week added even more pressure, and he just went out and just made a gazillion birdies, and it, it just. On a golf course that that uh, you know did it wasn't as easy as easy as they made it look, and for them to have at the end was i think fitting because they both they both played too well to to take the the loss and um, you know the the other match the, our, our, one of our newer clients uh, patrick reed uh, playing his match against Rory, that was unbelievable too and right. Um, I got a text from Patrick the night before the final match, the finals on Sunday and he texted me, he said, I've got Rory first out tomorrow morning. I'm so fired up. That's what he said to me. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it it was pretty I knew he was you know I knew he wanted Rory and he wanted to go out at first, um and he got his wish. And uh that that was an unbelievable match as well. Um but uh, you know, it was you know it was more important for for the US uh to win the match this year just to to balance out the the lopsidedness that that's gone on where they've just completely annihilated us over the years and uh you know it's just going to make the matches two years from now that much better over there and um you know you got to you can't have it one way all the time it doesn't become much you know it's 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 uh it's almost an afterthought, who's going to win, and that was, that was phenomenal. And, and um, you know, Davis did one heck of a job, and his assistants did too. And, you know, they came together as a as a family and played as one, which that's what Europe does every two years. Um, and, you know, the U.S. did that again, which last time I saw that was in 08 uh, with Zinger. And, um, you know, it was cool to see.
0: As you talked about, you know, working with Patrick Reed now in the match between he and Rory McIlroy, and you know, from an emotional level, you know, I think for you know all of us, you know, pulling for for the American side, right? You, you you know, the adrenaline rush you had from just watching the emotion, you know, and the and the swings back and forth, and you know, each one of those guys sort of landing a haymaker, if you will, right on top of of one another. But as a as a you know a guy who's who's working with Patrick Reed. Do you get caught up in the emotional level, watching him and watching what's going on? And, you know, you're kind of, to me, it almost felt like, you know, it didn't feel like golf anymore. It almost was like the emotions <laughs> that I feel when you're watching football or, or some, you know, some more emotional sport, right? Because typically golf is more subdued, but not during the yeah. Ryder Cup. And certainly not during that match. Do you find yourself getting caught up in it emotionally as well?
2: Well, yeah. I mean, it, it, you, you definitely are, <laughs> you're definitely more involved and more interested watching it than you are another tournament. I think the only other tournament where you'd be, you know, you're 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 just watching every shot is maybe the Masters each year. Um, right. But but I the the greatest thing that I saw, you know, there were a lot of negative things which, you know, there's gonna it's gonna happen. You know, you when you mix with the fans with if you mix alcohol, you start drinking it. 8am or 7am whenever they start drinking by 3 in the afternoon they're pretty lathered up I don't care if you're American or European you're not going to be in your right mind necessarily um, but the greatest thing that I saw was the when Rory made the putt on the whatever hole it was 8 somewhere on the front he made a putt and then Patrick went in there and followed it up and made a 15 you know, foot or 18 foot or right on top of it and you know, he wagged his finger at Rory, and Rory just laughed. And then they walked off the green with their arms, you know, around each other's shoulders going to the next tee. And that was the epitome of sportsmanship and, hey, I want to beat you just as bad as you want to beat me, but this is some pretty cool stuff. Let's let's see what the next hole brings, you know. And it's just really right. cool. And it was just uh, as a fan watching that, you're sitting there going, you know, what is better in sports than this right now? With with what's going mm-hmm. on, whether you're a golfer or not, it was you couldn't help but get caught up in it, and it was really neat to see.
0: And Dave, to your point a moment ago about the Masters and Patrick, you know, Patrick, you know, sort of been labeled, you know, Captain America now, you know, after his great performance, and not only in this you know year's Ryder Cup, but you know, in some you know some of the Ryder Cups in the past, but he you know, hasn't broken through yet to win a major, but the enthusiasm and the fan emotion that sort of carried him through that singles match, you know, just, like I said, not only really cool, you know, to watch, but, you know, also to, to feel like you're a part of. But you talk about the Masters, and that's sort of, you're right, that's a place where enthusiasm, particularly, you know, we all know the Masters isn't won until the back nine on Sunday, But, you know, the patrons patrons can start to get wrapped up in it because, you know, that's a place where you can make eagles and birdies and all of that sort of thing. You know, whether he can carry that emotion, and it's a long time. It feels like forever before we get to April and the Masters. But that's a place where, you know, you would think if he could be in contention on Sunday, a couple of strokes out, all all of a sudden he starts to make some putts. And I think that enthusiasm can get very easily, you know, regenerated for him and might be able to carry him to a you know to a masters victory do you, do you see that you know that maybe this is something that you know Patrick is going to be able to carry with him this captain america this enthusiasm this you know maybe he starts you know you know fish shaking and all that sort of stuff that the fans can get behind him and carry him to a major win
2: oh i think so i mean i i know that you know he is a, a serious fan favorite with the us fans over here you know winning at winning at beth page uh, at the Barclays this year um and then what he did at the Ryder Cup um, you know he's going to be one of the ones that I'm sure the media has in discussion of you know you know the top one of the top guys they should you know good they should be winning the major this year so that brings pressure but I've never seen uh I I I've only worked with Patrick for you know 4 months or so uh 3 3 4 months but um I've never seen pressure get to him even when I was learning about him when he was in college and doing what he did in college and winning national championships and and then qualifying for the tour through Monday qualifying. I mean, who does that? The guy's fearless. Um if he's around the lead, you know, on the back nine at Augusta, uh you you know that he's going to he's not going to back up. He's going to Go after it, and he's going to continue to play his game. And he plays to his strengths, as good as anybody out there. And you know, all these guys—they know that the Masters is the first major. They start talking about it in January uh, during the West Coast swing, and and it just builds until it hits early April. And um, all the players are going to—you know, Patrick's no different—they're going to play their schedule to prepare themselves for that first major. And that's really, you know, uh we we will do what we can to help him be ready with it when it comes to the the putting side of things and um you know, just uh continue to help him and the other players we're working with.
0: And and oh by the way, for people who don't don't remember, Patrick Reed in college, two time national champion, oh by the way, at Augusta State over in Augusta. <laughs> so yeah you would think Augusta National would, uh, would be a place that he's got a really good chance to win. Yep. And speaking of the other guys that you're working with, Dave, who are some of the other guys out on tour that you and your father work in, are working with now?
2: Um, well, the two newest guys are um, Webb Simpson and Kelly Kraft. Um, so those are the newer guys. Uh, you know, we still have Francesco Molinari and Gonzalo Castaño and Fabian Gomez. Um, so we've got we've got the regular guys we've had for a while, um, Johnny Vegas. Uh, but uh, it's fun getting a couple of new guys in there, and um, you know my dad and I are looking forward to uh, getting you know the West Coast swing. We're we're enjoying a little break right now, um, but we are uh, we'll be firing it back up in uh, January come the West Coast swing. Um, the hunting, as you mentioned in the beginning, we like to hunt. Um, my dad and I, nightmare trip coming back from Augusta yesterday, flight got canceled from Charlotte to Dallas. So we jumped on a plane to LA and got from Charlotte to LA and our flight from LA to Palm Springs was delayed two hours and 45 minutes. And the freeway was a parking lot. So it wasn't an option to drive and got in right before wow. midnight. And my dad went down, left at about 4am to go down to the duck club to, to hunt with Don Pooley, who's down there waiting for him. And, uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, we, uh, I don't know. There's no ducks down there. I mean, he, he may get, if he gets fo five, four or five, he's had a heck of a day. Uh, but it's been too warm, uh, for any of the ducks to come down from up north. But, uh, it seems like that's the, that's my story anyway. Uh, <laughs> but Pooley's in town. We just played, uh, last Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we played at uh, at Bighorn Golf Club in their Bighorn Charities Pro-Am three-day event. And it's all... 27 pros they're 26 are Champions Tour guys like Pooley and my dad, and I'm the one kid under 50 that, that gets invited each year to play, and uh, it's a lot of fun. So uh, Pooley's in town for the week, and then we've got our Bighorn Institute uh, uh, charity golf tournament that we put on. This is the 29th year for uh, the Bighorn Institute, which is, raises uh, funds for uh, help saving the Bighorn sheep in the uh, the mountains here and um, we play that at Stone Eagle on Monday,
0: and Don's going to be a part of that. Dave, just a couple more before we let you go, and you you know how we love to to plug the great things that your father achieved over the course of his career, and goodness knows he should already be in the Golf Hall of Fame, 25 professional wins, won the PGA twice, you know, two majors, finished second at the Masters and at the U.S. Open, plus everything else he's done, right, as a coach and as an, an ambassador to mm-hmm. the game. Are we getting any closer to getting your dad in the hall?
2: You know, I I hope so. Um, you know, he, as they get older, I mean, my dad's seventy-five. You know, he, people kind of forget um, what what he's done. I mean, he was a victorious Ryder Cup captain. He was also right. uh, a victorious assistant underneath uh, Zinger in '08. Uh, he was a part of two winning Ryder Cup teams. So there's four Ryder Cups he's either played on or been. A captain or assistant, and they've won all four. Um, not many people can say they're four and zero. Oh. Um, and uh, you know, and the the contributions in the the corporate world, the corporate outings, he really laid the. He, he was the king of the corporate outings in 70s and 80s to help grow the game and and through through that side of it too. And and um, and now with the teaching and. You know, now the fun, a lot of. Fun. I'm real excited about this next thing because I know he's not playing much golf. He doesn't play much unless I get him out there to play with my son. And, and he, although he's taken me upon his uh, uh, his his task to help him to help me get on the Champions Tour in a year and a half. He's he and I are working together to get my game right. So I I'm his project, and that's a heck of a project to have. But
3: uh, <laughs> um,
2: the <laughs> The back nine greens, uh, designing greens for people in, the, in, in short game areas and stuff in their backyard, uh, something my dad and I love to do, and it's something fun we can do together and bring enjoyment to people uh, um, wherever they are, whatever state they're in. We can go anywhere. So it's a lot of fun. It's just fun being around my dad, and I get to spend so much quality time with him, you know, after years of him being on the, on the Champions Tour, and I was on the regular tour. I didn't see him as much. Um, and now I get to see them all the time, and it's just a blessing. It's great.
0: Dave, one final thing before we let you go. You got Give us, give us you know, one thought, one piece of advice for our listeners that, uh, that they can take out this weekend on the golf course and help them make more putts.
2: Um, I, would, I would just say that you've got to realize there's, a, there's billions of people in this world that don't care whether or not you make that putt or hit that shot um, and not to take it so serious. Have a visualize, visualize where you want it going, or visualize it going in the hole, and then let it go. Don't don't try. Trust it. Let it go.
0: Dave, for our listeners, remind them how can they can follow you both online and over social media as well.
2: Um, well, on, on the uh, on on Twitter, I'm uh, at dsjr1, and uh, we also have uh, at Stockton Golf is our is our company's Twitter. And then our our uh, website is StocktonGolf.com. Um, those are the ways to to uh, to follow me and and what we, my dad and I have going on. My dad's not a Twitter guy, so I kind of, as you said, I I send out. My wife says I tweet too much, um, but
0: <laughs>
2: it's it's a lot it's a lot of fun. I'm not I'm not tweeting at 3 a.m. stuff like that. So. Uh, but, I mean, last night my dad getting carted at the – when my dad got carted at the LAX airport in in the restaurant we were in, I I had to tweet that out. I I thought I was – I was kind of fired up. The guy carted me. I'm like, oh, cool, 48, I get carted. He carted my dad. I'm like, gosh, he's just carting everybody. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's great. And, yes, folks, please, at DSJR1, you're not going to find a better follow on Twitter. And Dave Stockton Jr., always fun to watch him, uh, seeing what he's tweeting out. And, Dave, it's always great to have you as part of the show. Thanks for uh, for coming back and be a part of it today. I hope you'll come back again real soon. But uh, in between now and then, my friend, happy Thanksgiving to you and yours, and I look forward to the the opportunity to catch up with you again soon.
2: Thanks, Chris. Always great being on with you, and happy Thanksgiving to you and your family as well. Have a great holiday.
0: All right. Take care, Dave. We'll catch up soon. You got it. Thanks. That is uh, Dave Stockton, Jr., and I promise you, friends, at DSJR1. If you follow him on Twitter, you are not going to be disappointed. It is a great time, and he, he tweets out some of the best stuff. All right, folks, it is time for me to put a bow on this episode of Next on the T. Before we close up shop, you know we like to continue to remind you about the great things that uh, Jim Estes and uh, you know, his staff are doing for the folks over at the Salute Military Golf Association. Such important stuff, such great stuff for our wounded veterans. Take a listen to it, you know, Jim, and remind them of all the great things that they are doing over at the Salute Military Golf Association.
3: The Salute Military Golf Association was created to provide rehabilitative golf experiences to the brave men and women who have been wounded while serving our country.
0: Yeah, Jim and his staff, they're doing such great things over at the Salute Military Golf Association. To find out more information and how you can get involved, go to smga.org. All right, everybody, my sincere thanks again to Paul Gringard and Dave Stockton, Jr. for uh, making today's show so much fun for me to be a part of. I hope you enjoyed it as well. Please also check out our sister show, Thursday Night Tailgate, with me and my co-host, Bob Lazeri, and our, our announcer, Joe LaGianushi. You know that show airs live from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time, you can stream it live on Blog Talk Radio as well as on the Armed Forces Radio Network as well. That show like this one, also available as a free podcast on Podbean. Our great friends over at Podbean. Can't thank them enough again for you know featuring Next on the T on their site as well as Thursday Night Tailgate. They have been very supportive to us. We thank you so very much for doing that. You can also find us as a podcast on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, TuneIn, Stitcher, Player.fm, and SoundCloud. As well, on Thursday night tailgate, we are joined every week by five NFL legends that are, you know, who come on to share their stories from their playing days, share their insights with us as well into, you know, today's game. Uh, we also highlight two players every week that are doing great things in their communities in our spotlight on the positive segment over there on Thursday night tailgate. So please check that out uh, as well. You can find both shows as well on Facebook. We have a show page for Next on the T. We have one for Thursday Night Tailgate. Give us a like. That is so very important to us as well. And you can find our shows online. This show, nextonthetea.net and thursdaynighttailgate.com. From there, you can stream or download any of our archived episodes for free, just like you can on Podbean. And again, podbean.com and the Podbean app. You can find us on there, and uh, please, you can stream us, you know, for free as well on that site, uh, you know, again, podbean.com and the Podbean app. Folks, thank you so much for choosing to listen to this show today. We know you have thousands of choices for content to listen to, and we really appreciate that you're making Next on the T one of them. Until next week, hit them straight, my friends.
3: You've been listening to Next on the T with Christmas Carol. Where PGA and LPGA legends, pros and top instructors And media members go to tell their stories Join us the same time every Saturday to hear more stories about the game we love From the people who love sharing those stories with you It's all about the great game of golf It's all about the great game of golf